Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. If you're enjoying Unwell, you should also check out World Gone Wrong, the new show from the Unwell team. World Gone Wrong is a cozy chat show hosted by best friends Malik and Jamie set in a wildly fictional world. Malik and Jamie were roommates when the world ended. Now, separated by half the country, literal acid rain, werewolves, aliens, and more, they start a chat podcast to stay in touch and work through the increasing uncertainty of their new apocalyptic reality. Each week, Jamie and Malik will tackle topics like, should I change my office hours to accommodate vampire students? What if the body snatcher that took over my ex is nice? When did the kudzu start humming like that? Malik and Jamie are here to help. World Gone Wrong stars Michael Turrentine, who plays Wes in Unwell, and Hilary Williams, who plays Joey. Learn more at audaciousmachinecreative.com and stay tuned for a trailer at the end of the episode. Listen to World Gone Wrong wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, hello. This is Michael Turrentine. I play Wes on Unwell. And if you're looking to spend more time in Mount Absalom, I hope you'll support us by becoming a member at audaciousmachinecreative.com. For $5 a month, members get an ad-free feed of not only Unwell, but also my other fantastic podcast, World Gone Wrong. You get extra content like annotated scripts, deleted scenes, and full tracks for the original music in the show. It's really fun, and it makes a huge impact on our ability to make more awesome podcasts like this. You can become a member at audaciousmachinecreative.com. Again, that's audaciousmachinecreative.com. Come on! I'm coming! We're going to be late! It's not a big deal. Town meetings never start on time. I want to make sure we get seats. When people freak out, the town hall fills up. The year Sean Ferguson's IBS started an E. coli celery scare, you couldn't even get in the building. People had to stand outside and shout through windows. We're not going to have to stand outside. Damn straight we're not. Why do you have our old janky lawn furniture? If we can't get seats, we bring our own. Uh, Let me rephrase. Why do you still have our old janky lawn furniture? I'll have you know this is the height of mid-90s outdoor furnishings. Brown and cream plastic slats your ass falls through. Well, you can stand then. Come on, we're leaving! I'm here. Jeez! Jeez. Sorry. Wes, dear, you know how we said it was okay to just appear and disappear? Use the stairs? Use the stairs. Is Abby coming? They said they were. Wes, here. Go and start the car. Can I drive the car? Can you drive the car? I mean, I'd like to try. Sure. Go nuts. Nice. I'll give you a lesson. Tomorrow. Aw. You've waited 60 plus years. You can wait until it's light out. Shit. Abby, do you need a hand? I'm fine. Lily, go and give them a hand. I'll help. That's okay, Wes. Just because you're a ghost... He's not not a ghost. ghost. Regardless... I don't want you to think that we're taking advantage of you. Lily, what are you waiting for? A written invitation? Get up there! 
Really, I can make it to the bottom of the stairs. It's fine. Here, I'll get this side. Uh, how many books are in here? Twelve. Only twelve? They're reference books. And you're bringing them to the town meeting? For reference. I'll get the door. What a gentleman. And are you going to help? I'll get the other door. What a lady. Now get those rears in gear. We gotta go. I told you. I can't believe this. I told you. Not a single parking spot. You can just drop me off in front. Did everyone in town drive? Probably nobody wanted to walk. You know, with the wolves and all. Which means the only people who will be walking are us. There! Parking spot! Where? There! I can't fit into that space. Sure you can. Mom! Think positively, Lily. And remember that predators like to go for the old and sick and people carrying 50-pound boxes. Here goes. <sighs> okay. Ugh. Oh. And that, Wes, is how you parallel park. How does it look? You're about a foot from the curb, and the front end is sticking out into the middle of the street. Good enough, I'd say. Wolf check? Clear. I don't see anything. I think we're fine. One second. Mom, what are you doing? What are you doing? Give me a second. Hey, Wolf! Hey, Wolf! You want the food? You want the food? Go get the food! You know the town wolves won't go for that, right? Ah, but there might be some real wolves mixed in with the town wolves, in which case, I just saved our lives. For the record, if these were normal wolves, feeding them would be just about the worst thing to do. Here, let me get the other side of the box. It teaches them to associate the presence of humans with food. I've got the lawn furniture. Most wolf attacks occur when wolves become acclimatized to the presence of humans. What would you prefer I throw at them? I have a can of bear mace in my laptop bag. Abby. Come on. I am not macing a bunch of dogs. Wolves. Not dogs. Wolves. And conservationally speaking, it is safer and more humane to scare them away than to feed them. Hey, Marisol. Hey, y'all. See? Marisol brought a chair, too. Just in case. Hey. Hey. Maybe wait to kiss me until you're not carrying that anymore. You're probably right. Actually, would you mind helping Abby carry this in? Sure. Why? Across the street, next to the movie night. What? Oh. Yeah. Go. I've got this. Okay, Abby. I'm subbing in. (sighs) What the... Jesus. Are you okay? I'm fine. I'm fine. Lily made it look easy, is all. I'll buy you a beer later. You will buy me a bottle of wine and drink it with me. (laughs) Deal. See you inside. Rather than make you walk backwards, I suggest a sideways shuffle. (sighs) Works for me. Rudy. Lily. What a surprise. What are you doing here? Heading into the town meeting. You? Oh, you know, the same. Okay. So you're not say, hiding in your car until we go inside, or anything. What? No. No. Maybe. A little. But 
I'm also hiding from the wolves because they are still around here somewhere. I don't see any. They're there. They're always there. But I'm fine. Lily, it was nice to see you. Again. Yes? Look, Rudy, I know things have been... lately, but... we're still friends. Really? Yes. And if you need me to walk you into the town hall... Oh, would you? That would be great. Come on. It's only like 20 feet. Oh, uh, hello there. See? I told you. They're always there. I don't think they like me much. It's fine. It's only like 20 feet. I appreciate you were trying to minimize the distance to make me feel better. You're welcome. It does seem much farther than it did a moment ago. Yep. Much, much farther. You can stop. Okay. It's fine. Everything's fine. We're both calm. Perfectly calm. This reminds me of the movie Balto. Not the actual movie Balto. I never saw that. But I had a dream once about the movie Balto where I was in a cabin in Alaska and a bunch of wolves were outside gnawing their way in. And one of them was Balto. Don't ask me how I knew that, but I did. I kept trying to push things up against the holes to keep them out, but eventually one of them pried loose the bricks in the chimney and when Balto got in, he started eating me. That's when I woke up. That is not even a little what that movie's about. Quick dash up the steps to the door. Yep. Looks like it's a full house, standing room only. Unless you brought lawn furniture. Hmm? Nothing. Never mind. Look, Rudy, I have to go find the others and... Um, I understand. Back here suits me fine. I can people watch. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, tell Abby I said hi. Will do. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, Mom? Marisol? Lily, over here. Sorry. <laughs> hey. Hey. You got seats. Yeah. Lucky for us, Russell Epstein saved us a spot. Oh, thank God. I really hate that lawn furniture. Where's Mom? She's up at the council table talking to Maureen. And Russell. Ooh. What do you think they're talking about? His meats. No! <laughs> no! Oh, not like that. Oh, <laughs> I meant, I, because he's a grocer. Like, salami. Ew. What are you two so giggly about? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Uh, how's Russell? He's fine. <laughs> Do you know what this is about? I assumed it was relationship stuff and tuned it out. Dot, I did the water thing. Uh-huh. Oh, hey. Uh-huh. What's so funny? Nothing. <laughs> you had to be there. It's fine. No, come on, I want to know. Uh, just so you're all aware, Rudy's here. Where? In the... somewhere in the back. Should we offer him a chair? He is not using my fine lawn furniture. Although it would be pretty funny watching him try to negotiate the give of the plastic tubing. True. It would be funny. I think you just broke your mom's brain. Would everybody please take their seats? Too late. Darn. I officially call this meeting of the Mount Absalom Town Council to order. 
Now, I don't need to tell you why we're all here, so let's get straight to business. Chester, if you would give us an update. Yes, well, before I begin, I know we're all concerned about what's going on in Mount Absalom. I am as well, but I think it is important, now more than ever, that we need to come together in the spirit of community. Oh, fuck me. What's he talking about? And so, I ask that we adhere to normal meeting protocol and begin with the singing of the town anthem. He can't be serious. I second the motion. They're serious. Do we have any objections? Here. The chair recognizes Dot Harper. I know we all love an anthem, but I'm an old lady. And as Chester pointed out at the last meeting, I'm losing my marbles. That wasn't me. Oh, right. Sorry. Mayor Lopez did that, not Chester. Chester had absolutely nothing to do with telling the whole town I was going gaga. See how confused I'm getting? Anyway, the sun's down, it's past my bedtime, and I don't know how long I'll last. So why don't we just this once skip the anthem so we can all get home at a decent hour? All those for skipping the anthem and getting down to business. Aye. 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 Yeah. All opposed? Nay. The eyes have it. Chester, your update. I have been in communication with Mayor Lopez since the incident at the bottling works, keeping him apprised of the situation. God, is that guy ever here? No. He is currently in Columbus, whining and dining the lieutenant governor to get us emergency relief funds. His words. Betty's loving it. A chance to show his skill under pressure. Do we have any word from the owners? <clears throat> Chester? Again. I have been in communication with the Ogilvy Stewarts as the manager of the Mount Absalom Bank and Trust. It appears they were unaware they still owned the Celeric Bottling Works. How do you forget you own a celery soda factory? You get so rich you move to Cleveland? Must be nice. nice. Jinx. Jinx. They intimated that they had no plans to rebuild the business. Yeah, what do you expect? What did they say exactly? I... I would rather not. Chester. They, and these are their words, not mine, mind you. They said, and I quote, if we'd known we still had that loser of a business on the books, we would have sold it years ago. End quote. What does that mean for us? It means, well, I think we can assume, and Chester, please correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like they won't be reopening the bottling works. That is the impression I got, yes. Is it possible to convince them to just restore the plant and then maybe find a new owner? Yeah. yeah. That's right. We don't have to bottle celery soda. We, we could bottle all sorts of vegetable-based beverages. Yeah. It might have been possible if the Ogilvy Stewarts hadn't let the insurance policy on the business lapse. As it is, there is no money to rebuild with. They are looking to offload the property as soon as possible and wash their hands of, well, us. I'm sorry, what? That can't happen. They can't do that! I'm afraid to say they can. Is there anything we can do? As the town, I mean. Uh, unfortunately, the town is in a fiscal hole owing to the elimination of certain questionable revenue sources, and many of the grants which previously had been available are no longer as flush as they were, having been dedicated to the renovation of the observatory, which has had its own troubles. I just want to say to all of you, 
As the Deputy Mayor, Delphic Order Treasurer, Mount Absalom Savings and Trust Manager, Volunteer Fire Captain, and Co-Chair of the Mount Absalom Farmers Market Association, we will find a way through this. Easy for you to say. Your job didn't just blow up. As long as we stay together, this town, this community can weather any storm. Then why did I see Lulu leaving town yesterday? She and Jamie are just visiting her parents, his grandparents, that's all. I think this is my cue. The chair recognizes Abby Douglas. Thank you. Who is that? As many of you know, I have been in Mount Absalom working on my doctoral thesis dealing with diagnosing and remedying the causes of small town decay. Celery, spicy! (laughs) Losing a local provider of manufacturing jobs is common, and quite frankly, rather basic when it comes to what I do, but that also means it is well documented and studied, and there are some practice steps the town could take to ameliorate the situation. I've put together a list of proposals which have been shown to work in other communities. I will say, the key to many of these ideas is supporting each other as individuals, as a community, as a town government, and as local financial institutions. Which is to say, as much as I hate to admit it, Chester is right about working through this together. He's wrong about so much else. So much. But about this, he's right. Thank you. Here, here. As the proprietor of a local business, I would just like to voice my commitment to this community and applaud the laudable efforts of Abby Douglas. And though my establishment, like the lamentable bottling works, currently sits empty, it will reopen soon. And I will not hesitate to provide the assistance the fine people of this town so rightly deserve. We will not be going anywhere. Thank you. Thank you. No, uh, thank you, sir, for that. Thank you. Abby, you were saying. I, um, everything is in these binders. I can also provide PDFs. That's all for now. Excuse me. Okay, thank you, Abby Douglas. It looks like we have a lot of reading ahead of us. Anyone else? I better go check on them. Okay, here, for the wolves. Yes, Eugenia Hewitt. Is there any word on the wolf problem in downtown? I can't sleep at night worrying that one of them's gonna attack my company and the Yes, let's get an update on our canon conundrum. Sheriff Joshi? Abby! I'm sorry, what? Abby, from Hunters. They worked there. Yes. They have this coming to them for the last week. Uh, I'll make sure they get it. Coming to them. Got it. Excuse me. Oh, and if you could let them know when we reopen, we would love to have them back. There will always be a place waiting for them at Hunter's. I'll let them know. Rudy? It's okay. They're okay. 
They just said they need a minute to collect themselves and they'll be right as rain. Abby said that? Well, not the right as rain part. That was me. But the rest of it, yeah. That was... It certainly was. Am I right to assume the Hunters people are... With Silas? Yeah, we're pretty sure about that. In which case, that was a message to us. Well, to us, but also to us. All of us. The town. He's not going anywhere. You talked before about dealing with Silas. I did. Yes, I did. What did you have in mind? This episode features... Marsha Harmon as Dot. Clarissa Cherie Rios as Lily. Michael Turrentine as Wes. Kathleen Hoyle as Abby. Amelia Bethel as Marisol. Joshua K. Harris as Rudy. Pat King as Chester. Corbett Pascoe as Maureen D'Souza. Krista D'Agostino as Hazel. Sebastian Orr as... <laughs> Ellie Maitland as... <laughs> Written by Jim McDaniel. Sound designed by Eli Hamada McElvey. Directed by June Thiel. Music composed by Stephen Poon. Recording engineer Mel Ruder. Unwell lead sound designer Eli Hamada McElvey. Executive producers Eleanor Hyde and Jeffrey Nils Gardner. By Heartlife NFP. And a special thank you to our supporting producers from Patreon Cam Benfield, Megan McLean, Carolyn Koskasten, JD Horn. Adam Goodman, Nick Keenan, Caitlin White, Calico Davis, and Steve Diamond. Heartlife wishes to acknowledge that the land where we live, work, and tell our stories is occupied land. Unwell takes place in southern Ohio, which is the territory of the Miami people. Unwell is produced in Chicago, Illinois, which is the territory of the Peoria, the Potawatomi, and the Miami peoples. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello, hello, I'm Malik. I'm Jamie. And this is World Gone Wrong, where we discuss the unprecedented times we're living through. Can your manager still schedule you for night shifts after that werewolf bit you? My ex-boyfriend was replaced by an alien body snatcher, but I think I like him better now. Who is this dude showing up in everyone's old pictures? My friend says the sewer alligators are reading maps now. When did the kudzu start making that humming sound? We are just your normal millennial roommates processing our feelings about a chaotic world in front of some microphones. World Gone Wrong, a new fiction podcast from Audacious Machine Creative, creators of Unwell, a Midwestern Gothic mystery. Learn more at audaciousmachinecreative.com. Find World Gone Wrong in all the regular places you find podcasts. I love you so much. <laughs> I mean, you could like up the energy a little you bit. You could like, up the energy. I actually don't take notes. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You sounded great. So did you. <laughs>